0: Welcome back to the Retrain Back Pain podcast. I'm your host, Denine Vigiano, and the creator of Retrain Back Pain. Today, we're talking about spine hygiene, what it is and how you get it. So let's tune in. So we all know about dental hygiene. Fortunately, we are taught from a very, very young age to take care of our mouth, and our oral hygiene, right? That's something that we learn as, if, if you're lucky, we learn it as babies. Um, and they have make these soft little brushes, these rubberized brushes that you can put on your finger and help massage your baby's gums to get your baby used to having their mouth taken care of, right? But there is no training for spine hygiene. It's the same concept. There's an area of your body that is really important, and with your oral care, we have the benefit of many generations of prioritizing oral and dental care as being vital to our health. But we don't currently normalize spine hygiene as being something that we all need to pay attention to, invest in, and put time into every day. So, today we're going to talk a little bit about spine hygiene, spine care, spine maintenance, and a spine routine. Because how you use your spine all day, every day has an enormous impact on your long term, not only spine health, but multi systemic bodily, physiologic longevity, and well being health, right? So, Spine care, uh, spine hygiene is really about developing a mindset that says my spine is important, and I'm going to do things that are going to prioritize the well-being of my back health. Right? That's spine hygiene. It's a it's actually it's a mindset shift that we need to adopt uh, in order to be able to move better, think better, eat better and um, develop more skills and empowerment to be able to handle whatever life throws at us, right? If you're swinging your body around and just like taking your back for granted, um, you know, over 30, 40, 50 years of hardcore sports and life and traveling and car accidents and various things, you know, there's some wear and tear that happens on your body. And because your spine is it runs down the middle of your body and it is the backbone of you. It is essentially your core. It is essentially what's holding you up. It contains the nerves that reach out to every distal appendage in your body, right? So it's other than your brain, you know, the spine's pretty important. And if you're listening to this podcast you figured it out the hard way and you probably have some back pains or ongoing irreversible damage to your spine Um, a certain amount of wear and tear is perfectly normal for your spine it doesn't mean that it doesn't cause pain and discomfort but if we can start to get to people at a younger age and start to emphatically urge Better spine hygiene with kids and teens, um, then maybe we won't all be in this position um, when we start to age a little bit, right? So let's talk about let's talk let's talk about dental care for a second because I want to draw some analogies. I just want to want to help you understand why it's so outrageous that we don't have spine hygiene in our lives. So. If you live in the Western world, especially if you live in America, Canada, Australia, England, English speaking places, we all sort of follow the same um, dental protocols. And so, you know, when I ask you, you know, what's your, what's your dental hygiene like? <laughs> Not really something that people are making small talk with each other about, but if I were to ask you, what's your dental hygiene? What do you do for your, for your teeth and your mouth? You tell me what you do. You do something for your mouth every day, right? Even if you don't brush the recommended twice a day, you're probably brushing your teeth at least once a day to get the morning yuckies out, right? Are you doing that for your spine? Are you doing something twice a day for your spine? Are you doing something every morning when you wake up for your spine to get the sleepy yuckies out of out of the center of your your person after sleeping on your body all night? All right. So that's the first analogy. Let's run through a bunch of oral hygiene recommendations. So you know that you're supposed to brush your teeth. It's recommended that you brush your teeth twice daily for a minimum of two minutes. Some people say three minutes per brushing, right? We're supposed to brush with a fluoride toothpaste to help prevent cavities. And it's best to use a medium or even a soft bristle brush so that you don't damage the enamel on your teeth and you're supposed to floss daily or after each meal so hopefully this isn't news to you you've probably heard it from your dentist or your dental hygienist you have a dental hygienist that's so cool wish you had a spine hygienist you do it's me by the way Um, So ongoing, you know all these things because you've been told these things for a couple of decades by now, right? In addition to that, uh, you probably visit your dentist or it's recommended by the American Dental Association that you visit your dentist um, at least every 12 months, but sometimes every six months you go see a dentist. And they look in your mouth and they poke around and they scrape a few things and they clean your teeth and they give you more encouragement to maintain your mouth and and up your oral hygiene game right have you been flossing mr jones um so so that's the spiel for normal healthy adults now if you're a kid It's even more in-depth because when you're a kid, you go see a dentist and if they see that your palate is narrowing or that your teeth are crooked, then you go see an orthodontist, a specialist who can help you get your your mouth straightened out by putting braces on you. Um, And then there's all sorts of oral hygiene related to orthodontic care that we're not going to get into here. That's the spiel. And then when you get a little older older then you then you're like oh i i get why dental hygiene is so important because when you get older you start having these dental issues right and um it's it's kind of a pain in the butt and it can be uncomfortable and it can be painful and it is very expensive and very inconvenient and very complex when your your mouth starts to fail you right um some of the common recommendations for older adults is, you know, reducing sugar intake, staying away from sticky candies. Um, Don't use your teeth for anything but chewing. Like, don't try and use your teeth to open a bottle or, you know, tear off a package, tear open a package or anything like that. Okay, so that's dental hygiene. We're all on the same page. We all know it's important. Do a little tally in your own mind. How much have you spent over the years on your dental hygiene. Just figure out like, let's just say in the last year or two, what's your what's your payout there of investing in your mouth? Probably a couple of hundred dollars, right? I mean, just a cleaning is a couple of hundred dollars and that doesn't include any other procedures or orthodontics or anything else more complex than that. So you're spending a couple of hundred dollars on your mouth at least twice a year. Is that fair? Okay. Now let's talk about your spine hygiene. How much are you spending on your spine care per year? How much are you investing in learning how to take better care of your back and how not to wear and tear and degrade the condition of your spine, your bones, your ligaments, your soft tissues, your discs. Do you know how to do that? So if you don't, that's okay because it's not really part of how we go through the world. Like nobody's sitting us down at age 21 and saying, okay, you're a man now. Let me tell you how to take care of your spine. It would be great. If, um, you know, we had books that we gave to young adults at their bar mitzvahs or bat-, bat mitzvahs or communions or confirmations or any other sort of religious or societal coming of age celebrations, consignera or sweet sixteens, if we could give our kids, you know, a book and a few videos about take care of your spine, it's really important. And here's why it's important. And here's some of the things that can go wrong with your spine. And here's a whole bunch of really easy things that you can just keep in the back of your head to take as as good as good care, as best care, I don't know how to say that, but take care of your spine, right? It would be really great if we learned this before we became youth athletes, before we became college party animals, before we became weekend warriors and you know, travel warriors. All right. So let's talk about it. What is spine care? Spine care is developing a skill set so that you know how to use your spine. It's understanding some spine saving techniques that are going to help you maintain the integrity of all the mechanics involved in your spine. Now, I just wanna preface this by the fact that your spine is not, it's not a dainty structure. I am not saying that your spine is fragile and you need to tiptoe around it or be super gentle with it. That's not the message here and it's not true. Your spine is incredibly strong. Even if you're already injured, your spine is still, it's pretty heavy duty piece of equipment there in your back. But it's complex, and it, it affects a lot of other parts of your body, right? And I assume that if you're listening to me, that you've already been through the ringer, and you've already got some things going on with your back, and so maybe your back isn't in the pristine condition that it might have been in when you were 14 years old. Understood. Life happens. Hopefully you had fun here for so some of the spine saving techniques that you want to get yourself familiar with so that you can get back to moving and get back to living and get back to not being in pain all the time is just some basic understandings on some postural concepts um, basic understandings of your own self-assessments on what your own um, diet lifestyle postural breathing habits are right so taking a look at your baseline is really going to do wonders for you to understand where there's work and more practices that are going to help you get better and optimize uh, your spine care. Some other things that are involved in spine care would be obviously exercises and stretches and um, other movement modalities. Um, how to reduce strains? How to minimize your likelihood of incurring a repetitive stress injury on your spine, how not to overstretch the ligaments in your spine, um, little things like, you know, which exercises uh, you might be doing or you might be enjoying that have a tendency to have um, sheer force traumas or sheer forces on the spine, which wouldn't be good for most conditions out there, particularly herniations, spondylolisthesis, um a whole bunch of other stuff so so spine care right it it would be well worth your time to get an education on like what am i supposed to be doing with this thing what am i supposed to be doing with my body so that i can be better so that i cannot be in pain right that's spine care um and so far you've you've pieced together a whole bunch of information already just by being alive and then you know if you've had recurring back pain You've seen your fair share of experts already and clinicians and and you've gotten a whole bunch of probably conflicting information on how to care for your spine, right? So then so then you've got this this pile of information and you're, you 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 maybe you've done the research or maybe you've just acquired it over a lifetime of ouchies and now you're probably totally confused well, this person told me this and this person told me this other thing. And I thought that it was this and I thought I wasn't supposed to do this. And and I feel better when I do this, but so-and-so said not to do that. So there's, it can be very conflicting and it can be very confusing. And if you are in that place, I just want to tell you, you're, you're in a big club. This is happening to all of us with back pain. You're not stupid, you're not at fault, it's not, you're not doing anything wrong because you can't get rid of your back pain. Like if you had a toothache, would you be beating yourself up because you can't get rid of your toothache? Like you might try a thing or two for a day or two, that's what I do, but then you'd call the dentist and you'd go see the dentist because the dentist takes care of your teeth, right? All right. So, um, another part of spine care is, you know, you want to be able to choose healthy habits for your spine. So when's last time you went to a friend's house and you sat down for a chat and you just sat in the nearest chair. If you don't have back pain, you've probably been doing that your whole life. If you do have back pain or you're a spine, um, surgery, survivor you're you're probably not doing that anymore you probably walk into a room and immediately assess which chairs are safe and which chairs are to be avoided right so that's part of your spine care habits is you know not just plopping into a chair not just plopping into a chair and letting your body do whatever it wants not just crossing your legs willy-nilly being a little more selective with what shoes you wear and how that's going to affect your posture and your spine, and you know the forces imposed upon your structure from you know the type of shoe, the amount that your toes are squeezed, the amount that the heel is lifted, a whole bunch of things. Um, clothing can also have an effect on whether you're helping or hurting your spine it's not, I mean, clothing's not your biggest issue, but you know, there's lots my point is that there's lots of little things, uh, that we can be aware of that we can just be making little choices every day. Um, you know, obviously wearing a girdle every day is not going to be super helpful for your, your back or wearing super tight jeans that, you know, change the intra-abdominal pressure system in your, your, your belly and your, chest and your breathing and affect your pelvic floor like that there is some impact that your clothing also has on your spine health and your spine care so we want to learn how to become more discerning make some more conscious choices like let's say you just had a crown put in your mouth right Let's say you had a dental procedure done and then you go to a holiday meal, or you go out to dinner with friends, and um, you know out comes like some sticky toffee, or or caramels or something. Are you gonna eat the caramels after you just spent nine hundred dollars on your crown and your tooth? You're not gonna eat the caramel. So that's my point. If you just got through, you know, a major surgery or even a minor surgery on your spine. Are you just going to go like get on a train and sit on the train seats and just complain about how shitty the seats are? No, you're not. You're going to take something on the train with you that is going to ensure that your back is more comfortable on that shitty seat, right? So, you know, the days of just winging it and then complaining about your back hurting, those those days are gone. They're not serving you anymore. So we're going to let those go. And this conversation is the start of me encouraging you to develop more awareness and more dedication to your spine hygiene, right? So I I spoke at the beginning about spine hygiene consisting of your spine care, your spine maintenance, and your spine routine. So we just talked about some basic spine care items like posture, exercise, chairs, shoes, um, reducing stress also reducing inflammation. Those are all things that are involved in your spine care. So spine maintenance, how many minutes a day are you currently committed to your spine maintenance practices? How many minutes a day are you spending on spine maintenance practices? That doesn't include elliptical training, cardio workouts. That doesn't include, um, it might include going for a walk, right? If, if, all right, that's a gray area. Walking is gray area, but it's, I'm not talking about your CrossFit workout or your kayaking or your jumping rope. Like that's not, that's not a spine maintenance routine. I mean, a routine that you say, I am going to do this for my back. This period of time is for my back today. I usually recommend to my clients and students that we together, we develop a morning routine and an evening routine. And that's really just your maintenance. That's not to keep you super strong. That is just to sort of, you know, get the sleepies out in the morning and be able to shake off your day and sleep better at night. Spine maintenance, a morning routine and evening routine. Um, I also recommend having a flare up routine. So knowing what am I gonna do if I gotta take that six hour car ride and the last time I got in a car, it really messed up my back and I was out of sorts for a couple of weeks. So so what is your spine routine for that six-hour car ride? What is your spine routine for a long day at the office where you got to sit in meetings all day? What is your spine routine for, I have no idea what I did to my back, but now it really hurts and I'm scared. Do you have like a spine flare-up toolkit that you can lean on? So these are all things that, you know, it's um the things i'm suggesting is this is not difficult really complex really hard stuff and whether you have stenosis or spondylolisthesis or disc herniation or spondylolysis, or a pars fracture or modic changes or Um, ankylosing spondylitis yeah you know I can go on and on and on about things going on in your spine most of us just like we all have different teeth and we all have different genes and we all have different things that we go to the dentist with we all have a basic dental routine that we do that you can give the whole population there is a basic routine of spine hygiene, spine care, spine maintenance that we can all be doing, that is just gonna help us get through our days better. It's gonna help you to prevent, know how to relieve, and know how to manage your back like a boss. And here's a little tangent. One of the problems with spine hygiene is that we don't know who to see. So you know when you have, you feel like you have a cavity, like when you breathe in cold air, or you drink a glass of water and it's cold, or a cup of tea, and it, you get that little tingy, twingy, ouchy in your in your molar. You're like, oh, it feels like I got, I'm getting a cavity. Got to go see the dentist. There's only, there's really only one person you go see for a cavity. It's a dentist. But when your back hurts you don't, you might not get that same feedback. Like I know this is a cavity. First of all, you don't know, you probably don't know anything because nobody's taught you. Like if you feel this, it might be this, this, or this. And if you feel this, it could be this, this, or this. And then you would see this person. But in this scenario, you would see this person. Um, So we don't really have those guidelines um, by our government or 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 a primary medical provider so it's really confusing to know who you're supposed to see and a a little word about chiropractors here Um, they have done a really good job of establishing themselves as spine care physicians in the US Um, but I don't really think that a lot of chiropractic practices are set up in the way that I'm talking about they're not doing what I'm talking about, and there are, I know there's lots of different types of chiropractors that are practicing in a various various ways with various specialties and additional trainings. But you know, when your back hurts, going to your chiropractor and having them crack you and telling you that you have to come back for 11 more sessions—that's not spine care. That is, I don't know what that is, but it's not what I'm talking about. If you go to your, your chiropractor and they're part of your team and it's one of the resources that you look to, that's fine. If you know you've got a relationship and you think it helps you, go for it. Um, I'm talking about a, a system of develop so so here's what I'm talking about. Let me be clear here. I am not the solution to all your problems. I don't have the solutions to all your back problems. What I have is a lot of structure, a lot of education, a lot of information, a lot of empowerment, a lot of coaching, and a lot of support tools that are going to help you know what you need better. Because what happens is we don't, we don't know squat, we're not taught squat we go see a doctor, if you go see an orthopedic spine doctor, he writes in his little manila envelope and then he slams the envelope shut and he walks out the door and takes the envelope with him. You have no idea what he's writing down about you and your spine. It's not a transparent system and we are not treated as equals, nor are we um, given the tools or the information so that we can take better care of ourselves. It's a really disempowering system, our, our medical system, especially as it, re, as it pertains to, to back care. So my advice is this, you, you, you want to assemble a team for sure, just like you have your dentist and your orthodontist and your periodontist and your, I don't know what they're all called, but there's different specialists that you could go see for your for your mouth. And sometimes you just need to go have a cleaning and a dental hygienist is fine for that right? You want to start assembling your team. You want to start having a whole bunch of different people that you could see for different reasons when your back hurts. But the most important thing is that you need to get out of the dark. You need to start taking responsibility. And I want to really encourage you to want to learn how to take better care of yourself. I want you to want to be invested. I want you to want to feel powerful and empowered. Like I know what's going on. I know what I need to do next. Yeah, I got this. Let me do this and this and this and see if it doesn't feel better. Oh, well, yeah, it does feel better. Well, let me try this next. Yeah, that didn't feel so good. Let me, let me go back to this. Or let me call this person. They were really helpful last time. Maybe I could just ask them a question or two, right? So, you know, the place where most of us live with back pain is I I don't know about the structures that are affected. I don't know what makes them worse. I don't know what makes them better. I don't know how that part of my body works. I don't know what I'm doing to piss it off. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do to make it not be pissed off and to make it not happen again really that's a really crappy place to live that is a place of um not not knowing and you can't make any decisions from the underworld of not knowing you want to you want to come up into the sunlight you want to be bathed in the glorious sunbeams of knowledge and information and practice so that you know you know what you're doing you know what's going to make that thing that you got worse and you know a couple of things that might make it better either on their own or in combination there is no magic pill there is there are no three exercises that are going to cure your back exercise is not the solution it's a solution in the great big Witch's brew of many things that are gonna help your back, right? Yeah, the, the, the idea is, you know, I want to train you to become the chef that can put in a little of this and a little of that, and then spice it up with some of this, and then call in your sous-chef for a little help with that. Right? I I want I want you to be the boss. I want you to be empowered and informed so that you understand what's going on, so that you feel confident and not freaked out